from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, Episode 173, Previews in a Half Shell. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome back, everyone. Yes, this is uh, another previews episode. Uh, I'm excited to to get back into previews and doing them on a regular basis again uh, because I just kept slacking there for a while, to be quite honest with you. Um, So (laughs) I wanted to get back to doing them on a regular basis. Uh, However, I know that uh, John and Shannon and, and Robert aren't ones to normally go through previews themselves. And usually when I've started talking about previews, they just kind of listen and it turns into a boring episode for you guys. So um, no matter how excited I am about it. So we do have a friend who is, uh, has been a uh, guest on this show many times before, uh, who is just much, as much into looking through the previous catalog as I am. So um, looking forward to being able to, to share an episode like this, and, and we can really delve into it. Uh, it is Travis himself, Uncle Teabag. Travis, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's uh, it's good to be back, and uh, I, like you said, I enjoy previews uh, so much. I, I I feel like it's uh, every month that I get a, a J.C. Penny Christmas catalog, yes. and I can just like. <laughs> Brittany laughs at me because I will literally sit while she's watching TV and I'll take a Sharpie and I just go through and start circling things. Like, yeah. I need this, I need this, I need this. Yeah. So I I love it uh, and I'm thankful and for having me on and I can't wait to uh, dive into previews and then Marvel previews and then yeah. Marvel now extra, <laughs> extra omnibus <previews>. edition <laughs> on the side because – two magazines to cover all of our comics that we're releasing right so um yeah and and i love the fact that you mentioned it maybe that's why i like 
going through the previews also, it does remind me of going through like the JCPenney or the Sears catalog for at all the toys that when it would come in. Um, I get to do that like every month with the previews catalog. So I, I think that's what it is. It brings that nostalgia back for me of like, ooh, what's that? Even if it's not something I'm going to get, I still like looking at it. And it's Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like it. you just look at it, it's like, ooh, I may want to read that. Yeah, I may not want to read that, but that's still <laughs> really cool. Yeah, and there's going to be some things as we go through the previews. Is certainly not everything that I'm going to mention or Travis is going to mention is not necessarily something we're getting ourselves. In some cases, it is. Um, and then there's some things, as you were mentioning, maybe it's not something that I'm interested in, but I'm bringing it up because I think maybe other people might be interested in it. Um, and I know, Travis, you and I have uh, we have similar tastes in some things, but we also have very different tastes when it comes to various comics. So I think that's the other thing that's going to be great about having you on shows like this. I, and I would love to have you on future previews episodes um, is that you'll have different perspectives of what catches your eye versus what catches my eye. So definitely. I mean, we can't help that you don't like power Rangers or common writer. So I like, <laughs> I actually like the power Rangers comic. I just don't like the show, but I figured I might like it in the, the comic version. And so far I have been enjoying it in the comic version. So, uh, hey, common writers, I just, I'm not familiar with it. So that's, hey, maybe Shannon and I can turn you to the dark side. I know Shannon's working on John right now for common writer, Amazon and, uh, Maybe maybe at Baltimore we can we can turn you to the dark side because Shannon and I have had some interesting common writer conversations. <laughs> I'm I'm always interested in learning about something that other people are passionate about because sometimes I do get passionate about it, sometimes I don't. Uh, I will say I went back and tried to watch Power Rangers on Netflix back to the very first season again, and I was like, I got about three episodes in. And I'm like, yeah, I just can't really do it. Like. It's and I'll tell you exactly what it is. Here's where the problem is because it's the same thing, same reason that I don't like the old Batman '66 TV show. I don't do well with campy live action stuff. I can deal with campy cartoons. I can deal with campy animated stuff. I just can't do campy live action. So that's kind of why. Campy and action on a budget are two different things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but to your point, uh, wanted to let everyone know we are going through the previews catalog, uh, the, you know, the main previews catalog. We're going to go through the normal Marvel previews catalog. And then Marvel was nice enough to put out this Marvel Now previews catalog of all these titles that are going to be coming out or continuing after the whole Civil War thing ends. So um, there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of titles in there I'm excited about. There's a lot of titles I'm just kind of like, oh, that's going to be interesting. So. Uh, we'll save that one for last uh, after we get through all the previews and everything else. Um, I also wanted to mention before we jump in uh, one announcement now, and then I'll have another announcement as we're in the previews area. Uh, but one announcement I wanted to let everyone know is that Robert and I, Robert and I are actually talking about bringing back the EU uh, Strikes Back episodes. And those, if anyone's not familiar with what those are, because it's been a long time since we've done one, it is... Uh, reading the Star Wars books. And what happens is Robert will usually listen to the audiobook. I'll read the actual book. And then just like we do for the animated episodes, the G.I. Joe animated episodes, we go through a summary of what happens in the entire book. And Robert jumps in or I jump in with 
thoughts based on, you know, chapter by chapter and everything else. Um, I usually do a lot of research for it because there's a lot of characters that, you know, have history in other places. I'll usually make comic book references uh, because a lot of times the books would intertwine with the comic books that were out from Dark Horse at the time. Um, I did ask Robert if he wanted to continue going down the path that we were going down, uh, since that canon no longer really technically exists. Um, it's kind of like an Elseworlds place now. Um, or if he wanted to jump into the new books. And he said, let's just continue with what we were doing before. Uh, we started down that path. Let's just keep going down that path. So the, the next book we're going to be doing is Reven, uh, or Revan, however you want to pronounce it. Um, so that was the next book. It's an old Republic book and, uh, I've started reading it already so far. I really like it. So, and it's a character I'm, I always really like the look of. So, uh, it's one that listeners have told us in the past are the episodes where they feel like they have to pay the most attention because there's a lot of information that's given to you guys about star, the star Wars universe. So, um, so yeah, we're going to bring that back. I'm thinking that's going to be probably early August cause it's going to take me a couple weeks to get through the book. Uh, I'm just a slow reader and, uh, and plus I have to take notes for every chapter so I can repeat what happened in the chapter. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's probably, uh, probably early August is when we're going to plan on getting back together and starting to do those, those episodes again. So look forward to that. A lot of the old things that you guys have always liked, from Star Joe's, uh, those old episodes, uh, we're kind of bringing a lot of those back. So, Awesome. I call dibs on Shadows of the Empire. Okay. It's <laughs> going to be a while before we get there, but... We'll... Well, it's, that was my, my first delve into the EU, and when it's your first, it's always your favorite. So. Oh, yeah. And there was so much other stuff with Shadows, but... Yeah. yeah I, I call dibs on Shadows. Okay. Well, we'll be sure to have you on for that one. Um, Mark it. <laughs> yeah, Chat, and and Shadows had a, like you said, it had a lot going on. It was like a multimedia event type thing, so it was really cool. I even beat the video game. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, Dash Rendar is the man. Yeah, <laughs> I had I I played the video game, never beat it, but I played it. I had the action figures, uh, I had the book, and I had the soundtrack on CD. Uh, they actually made a soundtrack for that book. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's, it was a multimedia thing. Now, like you said, the, your first exposure was your favorite. Luckily, my first exposure was the first EU book, which was the Timothy Zahn books, which, announcement if you didn't hear already, Grand Admiral Thrawn from those Timothy Zahn books is going to be starting to appear in the Rebels animated show. So even though the Timothy Zahn books in the past uh, are no longer considered canon, they did realize that Grand Admiral Thrawn was a character fans loved and they could make work in this new canon. So they have brought him back. And I think that's pretty awesome. It's Marvel. If, the, if you tell them you like something and you throw... Any money at them, they will say, well, of course he is still around. Why not? And he never said that this didn't count. We're still bringing the character back. What are you talking about? And they are going to have another book that's going to uh, come out uh, that's going to, I assume it's going to be an origin of Thrawn. It's just called Thrawn, and it's going to be written by Timothy Zahn again. So that's pretty awesome, too. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, all right, so you ready for some uh, previews here? Previews, previews. Yes. Let's go. 
All right, so we're just going to go through the book as normal. Uh, I only had a couple things that stood out from Dark Horse. Uh, I'll let you go ahead first if there's anything that jumped out at you. Uh, I had one that stood out from Dark Horse, and we may have the same one, so I apologize in advance. Oh, good. But, uh, I'm very interested in... Uh, on page 56, Tarzan on the Planet of the Apes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Writer is Tim Seeley. Uh, I love Tim Seeley from Hack Slash to Joe yep. to uh, just about everything. Yeah. Uh, Revival. Revival. That's, yeah. And now he's doing uh, Nightwing. Yeah. He was, he is, he was he's doing a nice guy, course. and yeah. he just, uh, I mean, the Lord of the Apes is on the planet of the Apes. Yes. So this is uh, this is like the uh, like the preview that we saw a couple weeks ago, where Thundercats and He Man are finally meeting up. Like yeah. this is going to be a great crossover. Um, I th- with this, I don't know if I I want to read it monthly or if I want to wait for the trade because it may read better. as the trade as one full story so yeah yeah and i don't know either um i will say just looking at the preview page the art if that's the art that's inside the book it looks fantastic um and like you said i am a big fan of tim seeley also i don't think i've read something by him that i didn't enjoy um this is one of those crossovers where you're like why did this never happen before (laughs) right you why hasn't the the lord of the apes gone to the planet of the apes right (laughs) I just hope he goes, these damn dirty apes. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, I did get to see uh, uh, Tarzan or the Legend of Tarzan movie. Uh, it was really good. Um, I have yet to, to see it yet. Uh, I want to see it. Uh, it it's hard to, to talk Brittany into seeing it, so I think it's going to be one of those uh, wait, wait for a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, I will say Jane was a really great character in that. Uh, it's, and so was uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in the movie. And he does not play typical Samuel L. Jackson, but he still plays an awesome character in it. So, um, Does he get those MF and apes out of that MF and double? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. But I, I will say there is, a, there is a line in the movie that cracked me up. And it involves Samuel L. Jackson. And it is a... a Kind of a dirty situation. I don't want to say it because I don't want to ruin it for anyone. But oh my god, I was busting a gut when it when it happens. So um, it's not something you would expect, basically, in this type of movie. But it was it was brilliant. So um, yeah, so I, I definitely had that one marked. The uh, only other things I had marked from Dark Horse was, of course, since it's tied to the show, is Aliens: Life and Death. Uh, it's written by Dad, Dan Abnett, who I've always liked his work. Um, I am not getting this one right now only because I've gotten the last few aliens miniseries and I am sorely behind on reading them. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I don't want to get another one right now. And that's honestly the only reason I'm not getting it. I was very tempted because it's Dan Abnett and everything. Um, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to wait a little bit. Um, the art again looks it looks decent. It doesn't look as good as the Tarzan art, uh, but you know it's it's functional. Um, I just think the story will probably be really good based on the writer. So um, 
And it's supposed to be Moratot art, which I know he's supposed to be like, people just love his art, but the, I don't know, the interiors just that the interior pages they showed just didn't do a whole lot for me. I have a feeling this will be something that in a few months you'll be able to find in the dollar bins or the the $2 bins. So yeah, uh, you, by the time you read the other ones, you can get this for a decent price. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention out of dark horse, um, just because it seems to be in, and those there's definitely be other ones that I mentioned later on, but this just seems to be like the fad right now for everything. Um, there is a Avatar: The Last Airbender coloring book and Serenity Firefly coloring book. <laughs> With Last Airbender, I can kind of see, you know, just because you know the, it's a cartoon, anyways. Um, the Serenity one kind of confuses me a little bit. <laughs> That's like the color of your Civil War. Like who I I loved the original Civil War. Yeah. But do you know how hard it is to try to color Michael Turner like yeah. inks and you, you have millimeters to color in and the rest of it's black. So I did get it, but I got it because then I could see the black and white artwork. Um, right. That's the only it reason is, I got. It. I have no intention of coloring that in at all. <laughs> the the best one I have uh, I picked up the Deadpool one. Um, the other one that I think is the best actual coloring book is the, I, I think you've actually talked about this, the DC Mad Love with Harley. Oh, yeah. Uh, because you're able to color Bruce Tim, So you're coloring the Batman, the animated series. Right. So it's it's very, very coloring book-esque. Yeah. So. I will say the one that, that I have, uh, I think I have that one. But the one that I have that I think, like you said, very color book-esque where you can actually color it is I did get the I Hate Fairyland one, which is Scotty Young art. Uh, ah, okay. Very much something you you could color in and also a little twisted, so it's pretty fun to color. Um, the other one that I got, again, pretty much got it for the artwork. I'm not planning on coloring it in, but it's the uh, Batman Hush uh, coloring book. And I'm just a big fan of that story in Batman, so that's why I got it. So Definitely understandable. Yep. I'm waiting on a McFarlane Spider-Man coloring book. So <laughs> Marvel, I know you're listening. Put it out now. Right. And I'm surprised they haven't done it yet, So to be honest with you. Oh, they'll probably, when Marvel Studios releases Homecoming, there'll be a barrage of coloring books for Spider-Man. So it'll... Yeah. It, I don't know if necessarily McFarlane, but yeah. it, the market will flood again with Spider-Man. Yep. Um, so anything else in Dark Horse, or are you ready to move on to DC? Ready to move on to DC. Okay. So the first thing that stood out to me with DC, again, I was never a big fan of this, but I think maybe you would... I don't always know your tastes and stuff, but maybe this is something right up your alley, was Doom Patrol number one is going to be coming out. <sighs> I'm real hit or miss on Doom Patrol. Okay. Like, um, parts of Grant Morrison run, Grant Morrison's run, I enjoyed. Other parts were rubbish, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, I really liked the the Flex Mentallo storyline and a few of the others, but like a lot of his stuff, it's real hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a shot okay. and. Uh, you know, after, you know, when you pre-order it, you at least get three issues before you can, you know, order one, two, and three by the time issue one shows up. So I'll at least be reading the first three issues and we'll see, 
what happens from there. Yeah, and I will say, I think DCB Service, which is a service that uh, I know we use and a lot, I know a lot of other people that use it and everything else, um, or I've used and everything, is um, I think they have this one at $0.99. Cents. And that's the only thing right now that's making me tempted to at least try it because the interior art that they show, I think, looks good. Um, it, and But I've just never been a big Doom Patrol fan, uh, and Grant Morrison certainly didn't help that because, uh, just like you, he's hit or miss for me. And, and that was kind of a miss, especially when it got really weird. Um, plus, this is in the this new thing called DC's Young Animal line of books, which to me sounds like a, a Vertigo spinoff. It's like, we're going to do characters that are from the DC universe, but it's not going to be in the DC universe continuity, it seems like. At least that's how I'm reading it. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a Vertigo, well, I don't want to say a ripoff, because it may have nothing to do with Vertigo, but it really reeks uh, of a Vertigo. Yeah. We're, this is the edgy, like the, yeah. you know, that that part of the... Yeah. It's like it's something that the both Marvel and DC have tried doing multiple times. Like, hey, here's the edgy books, like Marvel's Edge and stuff like that, and it's they never last very long. But oh wow, real quick, uh, yeah. I just was reading through the solicitation because uh, I didn't when I saw it. I was like, eh, I'll give it a try, whatever. Flex Mentallo is actually in it, so <laughs> that's really really cool. So I'm gonna have to try it now. There you go. Do you, do you know the have you have you read Flex Mentallo? I don't know if I have. It's also by Grant Morrison. It's okay. really good though. Uh, it was a four issue miniseries, and Flex Mentallo was based on. Do you remember the in the back of the old uh, like sixties and seventies comics the the guy that wore tiger uh, speedos and was muscly? Oh I think yeah, At- Atlas Muscle I think is his name. Yeah, or something like that. But that's who Flex Mentallo was based off of okay. and now that he's in here well, now I'm now I know I'm in for <laughs> issues <laughs> and like you said for me knowing I get it for 99 cents I'm like well I'll maybe I'll try the first issue and then I could always go back and get two and three or something like that if I if I decide I really liked it so um like I said the, the big thing for me is the fact that it does seem like it's supposed to be outside DC continuity so I'm like uh, like which isn't a bad thing if you're someone that doesn't, you know, wants books that are not going to be like tied into other books. Uh, you know, that's fantastic. I don't need it to be tied into the rest of the continuity. It's just I did like Doom Patrol when they were part of the whole DC continuity. So, um, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, you to, or maybe I'll just wait to hear what you think of it before I decide to pick it up. So yeah, <laughs> like. Okay, I'm. Can I return two and three already? Right. <laughs> can I cancel my pre-order? I don't want these anymore. Right. I don't care how much I like Flex Mentala. Um, the next couple pages had me interested. I don't know if they had you interested or not. I don't know how big of a fan you are of uh, Batman Beyond or Blue Beetle. Uh, yes, uh, definitely Batman Beyond. Uh, even though I'm a, a diehard Marvel zombie, I grew up in the the Timverse, so uh. I love Batman Beyond. I I'm, think this is going to uh, be a good... Uh, I don't want to say jumping on because right in the solicitation it says six months past Batman Beyond 16. So it's <laughs> like, well, we just needed a new number one. So it just seems like... 
we should put a seven behind that number one, and we have issue seventeen. I actually so. will say that I think that this will actually be a good jumping on point, and here's the reason why: um, because the difference between Batman Beyond number sixteen and this Batman Beyond Rebirth number one um, is the Batman Beyond number sixteen is from the current series of Batman Beyond, where it is not Terry McGinnis as Batman. It, uh, see, I haven't read this. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, most are, are you okay with me spoiling who it is? Or Yeah. Okay. So, spoiler it's warning. Written. It's one yeah. of the three Jokers, <laughs> no, isn't it? No. Spoiler warning for anyone out there. Um, in the story Future's End, which was a, a weekly uh, miniseries or maxi series or whatever like that, uh, Terry McGinnis comes back from the future to try to correct something from happening. He ends up getting killed. Uh, and to... But... Someone needs to go back to that future time period and kind of right some of the wrongs that were going on. Um, even though they tried to change the past, they obviously weren't totally successful. So Tim Drake goes to the to the future, and oh, wow. and he becomes the Batman Beyond. Um, so I think this rebirth issue, like I think something's going to happen in sixteen that sends Tim Drake back to the present, which is why we have him in Detective Comics right now. Um, so I think that's the only th- reason you would want to read Batman Beyond number sixteen is find out what happens to Tim Drake to bring him back to the current day. Um, Batman Beyond Rebirth number one puts Terry McGinnis back in the Batman Beyond costume, but we don't know how. Like. Is it just that it future has been rewritten, so he's no longer dead? I don't know, but I think this rebirth issue is going to explain that. Like, how is he back? It's more Doctor Manhattan shenanigans. There you go. Exactly. So spoilers. Sorry, I just told everybody <laughs> the end of the book. <laughs> um, I'm also a big fan of Blue Beetle, uh, especially Ted Cord Blue Beetle, uh, and he is going to be in this Blue Beetle. He's going to be kind of like the mentor of Jaime Reyes who is the current Blue Beetle. Um, the other thing that's selling me on this is it's being written by Keith Giffen, and the art is by Scott Collins. I'm a fan of both those guys, so this one's got me sold. I'm definitely going to at least give the first issue a try, yeah. um, just because of Giffen and Ted Cord. Yeah. So, you also have Dr. Fate with uh, Kent Nelson in it. So Yeah, and he, it's Mystic now instead of Technology, so I, I'm kind of interested to see where it uh, what goes on with the scarab? Yeah. Um, did you have anything from DC that you wanted to mention? I have a few other quite a few um, a chance. I mean, nothing really in DC that I mean, everything goes. You know, there it's in the the sixth and seventh issues of a lot of their stuff. Yeah. There was. Let me turn to it. I I marked it with a circle, but not with with anything else. There was a. On page, uh, where was it? It's it's the Flash coloring book. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. Oh, yeah. Well, there's yeah. the Flash coloring book. Yeah. Uh, which is I can't find it. I have it marked. I'll I'll find it. Um, right. Oh, here it is, page one forty two. Okay. So there's the Flash coloring book, which I think you know we've already talked about coloring books. You know, it's got art by. Uh, Ethan Van Skyver, Brian Boland, Mike Waringo. So, yeah, that's, Francis Manipole, Scott Collins. Yeah, it's it's awesome stuff. So, yeah, and uh, the 
if you haven't been picking up uh, the Hanna Barbera uh, re not rebirth. I hate to say rebirth, but like it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely pick up Future Quest and Wacky Raceland. Uh, I haven't read Flintstones yet, yeah. and Scooby wasn't. Uh, Scooby was all right. Yeah. So I, I would recommend Wacky Raceland, but definitely Future Quest. Okay. And this is where our tastes are very different from each other, uh, or or similar. Uh, Future Quest, I hundred percent agree, a thousand percent agree. I think Future Quest is phenomenal. Um, I think it's ap- like it is one of my favorite comics I'm reading right now. Yes, uh, it is absolutely everything I was hoping it was going to be, and maybe even a little bit more. Um, I have not read Flintstones yet. I have the first issue. I'm kind of afraid to read the first issue. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. I just, it's it's in the to read pile, but it, it stuff just keeps getting put on top of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Same here. Um, Scooby Doo, I actually really enjoyed, but I had to take out of my mind that that this was anything of I knew of Scooby Doo from the past. Like, there's definitely references and everything else besides the characters' names. There's definitely a lot of references that they make for longtime Scooby fans, but this is really a complete reimagining of Scooby-Doo. And if you can get past that, you'll be okay. (laughs) It's not bad, but I I was enjoying – I'm enjoying Future Quest and Wacky Raceland more. Um, See, Wacky Raceland, that's the one we're going to differ on a lot. I hated the first issue. uh, I could not have hated it more. Um. It was way... Now, here's the thing. I love Mad Max, but this was like a Mad Max ripoff to me. Oh, yeah. That, that's, this is just a cash grab because Mad Max was so so popular. There's um, almost nothing wacky in Wacky Raceland. <laughs> um, spoilers, it's just Raceland. It's very, yeah, it's very adult. Uh, I actually had to tell my comic shop owner to take it out of the kids' area. Oh, Lord. Because he had it sitting there. Because he was like, well, it's Hanna-Barbera. I, I didn't read it, so I didn't know. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, look at the art in it. That's enough to let you know that it's bloody and it's deadly and it does it should not be in the kids' section. <laughs> um, I just I just really didn't like it because I felt like I've seen something like this uh, with Mad Max and everything else, and I've seen it done better. Um, Maybe that's – I think the reason that you don't like it is I think the reason – that I do like it. I loved the original Wacky Raceland, and I think that it's a it's what Scoob, it's what you like about Scooby Doo. There's enough that brings me back to to remembering it, but it gives it that image vibe, that grittier, real world, not real world, but like more mature, yeah, uh, story. So I'm. And I think I was expect. I think what I was kind of hoping for was like I grew up watching the Wacky Racers cartoon, and I think I was kind of hoping for that fun of that with a Mad Max twist to it. And I didn't feel like I was getting that. I felt like I was getting Mad Max with Wacky Race, uh, Wacky Racers character names. Yeah. Um, and that was it. 
So it was like I recognized the names, and that and that was about all I recognized. <laughs> I, I'm still hoping and praying we'll get a uh, Laugh Olympics book soon. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> so DC, I know you're listening to. We need a Laugh Olympics book. Um, I also saw um, re- just recently on Newsarama they had an article that said Defenders of the Earth comic uh, or something like that. Flash Gordon, Defenders of the Earth comic, and I was like, oh, finally they're going to just Dynamite's just going to finally admit that. What they've been doing with these King's Quest comics has just really been Defenders of the Earth cartoon. Uh, (laughs) That's all it really has been. And when I read the article, it was like, no, they're still calling it freaking King's Quest or Flash Gordon or and stuff like that. I'm like, come, just call it Defenders of the Earth. That's what I want you to do. (laughs) So, Not for three more six-issue miniseries and two more number one issues. So keep holding out. (laughs) Right. so a bunch of other stuff I had marked in DC. Uh, I had Teen Titans Rebirth, where we have uh, Robin, Damian Wayne Robin, joining Starfire and Raven and Beast Boy and the new Kid Flash and stuff like that. Uh, he's being forced, basically, to be part of the Teen Titans, and he thinks he can actually run the team. I know we've seen this once before with Damian being thrown into the Teen Titans, but I enjoyed it last time, so I feel like I would enjoy it this time. So... Um, that's why I have that one marked. And then I have Trinity marked, which I have always been one of those fans of you get more bang for your buck when you put all my, all your big heroes into one title. And Trinity is exactly that. You're getting Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all in one title. And that, and it's also, it's written by Francis Manipal and the art and cover is done by Francis Manipal. And I really like Francis Manipal's work on the flash. So, I, it's going to definitely be a pretty book. I, and I'm hoping his writing will continue to be pretty decent. So it, uh, it's, this, this is like you said, where we differ. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I love having the Trinity together. Don't get me wrong, uh-huh. but I'm of the, 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 the kid in me loves it, but the adult in me goes, these are the three most powerful beings <laughs> in DC. Right. They're never going to lose. So <laughs> it, it, I'll read it and I'll enjoy it. But then the the older, I guess more cynical part of me goes, they're just never going to lose in that book. Well, um, in in the well, <laughs> none of these characters are ever going to lose in any of these books. <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but I will say, in Wonder Woman's sword on the cover image. Uh, you can see some of the villains they're going up against, which you have Cheetah, Lex Luthor, Bane, Doomsday, and the Joker. Um, so I don't know if those characters all join up with each other, but if they do, now there's a chance that they could lose. <laughs> that sounds like an updated Legion of Doom. Right. Or, so, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um, they also have uh, Batman. Uh, I'm I'm excited about this, but I'm also sad about this. Uh, there's going to be a crossover story called Night of the Monster Men. So the reason I'm sad about it is because we just started this rebirth and already you're going to do a crossover. You know, like you're already forcing, now you're going to force people to buy other titles that maybe they're not getting. 
the reason I'm excited about it is because it's crossing over with all the titles I'm already getting anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it doesn't... Well, it if you're going to force feed me, I may as well enjoy it. <laughs> right. It's, it's at least the titles I'm already getting, so it's not forcing me to get any titles I wasn't already planning on getting anyways. And I'm excited because I assume by the title of Night of the Monster Men that it plays in... I'm assuming it plays into the past Monster Men story that we've had with like Hugo Strange and, and everything else. I think it was done by Matt Wagner and stuff. I don't know if you've ever read that miniseries. It was called uh, The Monster Men or something. So I have not. It's really good. So, um, And then, are have you read any of the new Wonder Woman at all? Uh, it's I've, I've got Rebirth number one and then Wonder Woman number one to read. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm a little behind. Okay. Um, the last Wonder Woman that I've read is uh, Earth One, so okay. I'm not up to date um, with. Uh, oh shoot, Rucka. Okay. Is it Rucka? Yeah, it is Rucka. Yeah, okay. Rucka is Wonder Woman. Yep. I want to read it because he's a great writer. Yeah. I just it's a it's it will be read. I will say this at least for right now, and I'm, I'm only a few issues in right now. And I am not a huge Wonder Woman fan. Uh, I like the character, but she's not like. If I had to list my top ten favorite female superhero characters, she would not even be in my top ten. Um, if I was taking DC and Marvel and everything else all combined, um, right. but this is my favorite Rebirth title right now. Oh wow! I like it that much. I think the art is gorgeous. I think the story is very compelling. Um, it kind of reminds me of what Jeff Johns did with the Hawkman and Hawkgirl, where he kind of tried to fix their continuity and kind of explain what why I, they were remembering everything. Uh, kind of same thing with Wonder Woman. It's like, okay, well, was she made from clay or was she Zeus's daughter? Or like, there's all these histories of her, and she's starting to kind of remember all of them. Um, and it's really, really cool. And like I said, you've got Nicola Scott drawing every other issue and you have Liam Sharp drawing every, the other opposing issues and Liam Sharp is not necessarily a name that I recognized but man his artwork is gorgeous um, I am very very impressed by him so that, that uh, Wonder Woman may move up in the to read pile <laughs> at least read the, re- read the rebirth issue because if you like that you're going to like the rest of it so okay. Um, I can honestly, there were a few rebirth issues where I was like, okay, I didn't really care for the rebirth issue too much, but the number one issue I really liked, um, like green arrow was like that for me where the rebirth issue was okay. But the number one issue of green arrow was really good. Um, wonder woman, if you don't like the rebirth issue, you won't probably like the rest of it, but I loved the rebirth issue. So, okay. Um, also wanted to throw out there just because it's tied into the show, the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one director's cut is uh, offered this month. And uh, it just says the first chapter of the story that brought together the Dark Knight and those heroes in a half shell is back in this new director's cut edition uh, co-published with IDW. It doesn't tell you what's in the director's cut. (laughs) <laughs> I assume there'll be some like sketches or something. I don't know. Probably, probably some rough pages and yeah. I know that they've done like script, a few pages of script in yeah. the back. So yeah. Um, now going back to mentioning Scooby Doo again, uh, if you like classic Scooby Doo, I cannot recommend n- enough 
Scooby-Doo team-up. And especially this issue. And the thing I like with Scooby-Doo team-up is it comes out every other month, so it's not a drain on your wallet. Um, And every issue is self-contained. So you don't have to get every issue. You can get the ones you want. They recently uh, teamed up with Hawkman and Hawkgirl. They've teamed up with Flash. This one, it's like the Super Pets. Uh, it is the Scooby Gang is teaming up with Crypto, Ace the Bat Hound, Gnort, who's the Green Lantern dog, uh, Wonder Dog, and Space Canine Patrol Agency. Where's Dino Mutt, man? I know that's the only thing that's missing, right? <laughs> we need I, Dino Mutt. I wanted. I would love it if he was like on the last page, you know, like he showed up late or something. <laughs> I mean, the Falcon car was was probably broke down or something. So, yeah. I mean, it would only make perfect sense. And I will say, after we get uh, Laugh Olympics, we also need a Blue Falcon Dino Mutt uh, comic book series. Why he's not in Future Quest, I don't I know. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just keep waiting, like, Space Ghost and Blue Falcon. Yes. It'll happen. It'll yes. happen. Yes. Um, a couple... Last things from DC that I want to mention. One is under their Vertigo, which is Ever After from the Pages of Fable. It's a number one issue. I won't be getting the number one issue, but I definitely get pretty much anything Fables related in trade or hardcover. Uh, Typically hardcover if it's available. So this one will be one that I wait until after uh, it's collected. Uh, But it's uh, written by Matthew Sturgis uh, and Dave Justice and art is by Travis Moore. Um, I don't know much about it. I just know it takes place in the Fables world, and I absolutely am a huge, huge fan of Fables. So if they want to just keep continuing that world in spinoff titles, totally fine with that. So um, the last thing to mention in DC, uh, and we've talked a bit about it. I know it's a universe that you like, is the Bruce Tim universe, um, is the Batman animated uh, figures uh, collection that they're doing, which is old Bruce Wayne. Terry McGinnis as Batman Beyond, and you also get Ace, the dog. I love these figures. I do too. And I have uh, four, four or five. I've got two Batmans. I've got the regular mm-hmm. with the, with the no yellow chest. I've got the yellow chest. Yep. I've got a Harley, a Joker, and then I have uh, I bought that two pack with it had the yellow emblem came with phantasm so i have phantasm as well and i have the i know we had talked about in text messaging but i i also pre-ordered the deluxe batmobile that came with cloth capes uh batman and robin as well as the bat Bat signal now the thing that they did that i'm very grateful that they did because i had already got the bat mobile and i was like damn it i'm not paying for the batmobile again just to get the bat signal and the cloth cape characters they actually came out with uh, a separate set that has just the batman robin and the bat signal really yes so that's good because i i was close my my local comic shop had the batmobile and i think i remember we talked about this i said should i just buy the batmobile or just hold out and it was you know for the same price two more figures and a a uh, bat signal yeah and and cloth capes i mean superpowers why not yeah and uh i i have 
everything they've done so far, except I did not pre-order the Batwing because that was just way too expensive. Yeah, um, that was got to be the diehard collector. To yeah, get that one. I thought I was until I saw the price on that, and then I was like, <laughs> "No, I'm done." I think that was like 160 dollars or something ridiculous like that. I was like, "No, I can't do that." Um, but I have like I have the mask of the phantasm ones. Uh, we mentioned earlier, I got the mad love, uh, two pack, which has Harley in her nighty and it's got the Joker there. Uh, and it comes with a hardcover edition of the mad love story that they did for comics. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I did hold off on some of the later waves that are coming out, but I did make sure I was getting a Harvey Bullock cause you have to, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim, Jim Gordon, because you have to. <laughs> right. um, but I think there was like one or two characters where I was like, yeah, if I don't get them, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's all of the figures are, it, it's one of those like, the line is is amazing. Yeah. And it's so accurate. Yeah. And. Yeah, if you love the show, that Batman animated series, you almost feel compelled to get these figures. At least, like you said, a few of them just because they are so accurate to how they looked in the cartoon. Well, not only that, but I don't know if you remember when the original Batman animated series figures came out, they were near impossible to find. Yeah. So you couldn't find, that's why, you know, now Riddler and Harley and Penguin and all those figures are, you know, fetching a premium because they just, the show was so popular, but they, you just couldn't get the figures and, Yep. Now you can get these figures. You can get them with better sculpts. So and they got like multiple accessories and hands and all this type of stuff. That's just great. Um, the this set was one I loved the Batman Beyond cartoon as well. So I love the fact that you're getting an old Bruce Wayne in this set. Uh, you're getting Ace, which that that just was like the the tipping point for me because I was like, <laughs> if it came with just Bruce and Terry, I would be like. I really want it, but maybe I could pass on it. But the fact that it comes with Ace also, I'm like, I have to get this set. <laughs> All right, you got me. Exactly. It's like 30 for Bruce, 30 for Terry, 5 for, er, for, Ace. Five for Ace. Right. Because <laughs> he may have a, a movable neck there at the uh, at the collar. But right. other than that, he is just a hunk, three-inch hunk of plastic. Right. Now, uh, going into IDW. Um, the Revolution The Revolution. Starting. And speaking of the revolution, this brings me to my other big announcement, which is uh, I've been saying that I'm going to get the YouTube channel going and we get the YouTube channel going. And there's just been a lot of roadblocks in the way to getting it going. Uh, It's not that I've stopped wanting to do it or anything like that. I am just as passionate now as I was earlier this year in wanting to do it. So you've been um, getting body massages right. from Roadblock? Absolutely. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense of why now it's late. <laughs> body massage. Right. Uh, yeah, I had to kind of piece myself back together after that. Um, but there's a lot more work that goes into a video uh, than, uh, than a podcast I found out. So, <laughs> um, And including money. So it would... I did sell, uh, you know, there'll be some people out there that find this sacrilegious, but I had issues one through 33 of Saga. And I was like, you know what? I can get those in trade. I don't really need to keep the issues. They were selling very well. Um, The software that I needed to do the video podcast, I wanted to get really good software. It was going to be $300. And I didn't want to get 
cheap software and do a bad job. Um, so I sold my saga run and I got exactly $300 for my saga run. So, so that, you know what? that's a good return on investment. Absolutely. And it's not like this stuff isn't reprinted right in drones. So if you ever want to revisit it, there are multiple trades, multiple yes. hardcovers, digital. So yeah, yes, you, it may be sacrilege that you sold it, but you know what? <laughs> You spent the cover price, got it, and got and more than your money back. So yeah, and I'm doing it for the fans. Power to you. I'm doing it for the fans so that they can get even more Star Joe's material. So, uh, which I am more passionate about than most things in my life. Anyways, definitely more passionate about doing that stuff related to Star Joe's and getting more exposure for the show out there by doing videos than I am about reading Saga. So. So will there be body massages from Roadblock <laughs> on the YouTube channel? We will see. <laughs> um, depends on Come to Baltimore and find say, out. I was going to say, depends, it depends on who's cosplaying as Roadblock at Baltimore. <laughs> Um, Robert, so, <laughs> now you need to come to Baltimore. <laughs> right. Um, so I also wanted to pick a good starting place. And I kept wanting to, okay, I'll start with this issue. I'll start with that issue. But I still wasn't ready. So to give myself plenty of time to get ready, uh, Revolu- the month that Revolution starts for IDW, I felt like was a good place for me to start the YouTube channel. Because let's face it, there's a lot of new shit coming out <laughs> <laughs> that's related to the show in that month. So, no. yeah. And we're going to be at Baltimore. Uh, so there might it might not come out. It's definitely not going to come out the very beginning of September, but it's going to come out in September, the very first video. There'll probably be some videos from Baltimore. I'm hoping to, to record some video stuff in Baltimore. But I'm also going to cover uh, at least the first issues of things like Revolution Number 1, the mask stuff, you know, all that type of stuff. I want to do comic reviews of some of this revolution stuff. So when IDW is doing their revolution, Star Star Joe's is going to be doing their revolution of of having a YouTube channel starting. So I thought it was a they worked together very well. I I think it's uh, I'm excited. Yeah, and it will be. I'm excited for revolution, and I'm excited to see. Uh, body massages from Roadblock. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that you're excited about Revolution because I did talk with Chuck recently and he's not so excited about it. <laughs> and I understand his reason why he's not excited about it. He's not excited about it because he feels like we've been burned twice already with stuff crossing over uh, with the, uh, what was it called? Um, uh, oh, shoot. The first um, um Infestation. Yeah, Infestation, and then the Cthulhu stuff the year yeah. later. Yes. Oh, infestation um, was horrible. Yes. My argument is that that stuff never, those issues never really truly crossed over with each other. Those properties never truly crossed over with each other in any way, shape, or form. Uh, this is actually these properties crossing over with each other. Um, and IDW is not trying to just insert one of their things, which what they were trying to insert was like robots versus zombies with that infestation thing. I think if they had left that out completely and just stuck with the properties, it may have been a better story. Um, but that's what they're doing here. They're actually, they're not including any of IDW's own properties into this. It's all the licensed Hasbro stuff that is all coming together. I am very excited and very hopeful for this. I... I am as well. There's, you know, all of these titles I have enjoyed 
this is I don't know much about Action Man other than he was a toy mm-hmm. and you know this is once again where our tastes differ like I have never really been that big a fan of Micronauts okay so but obviously blasphemy I know it is <laughs> but you know my my uh, adoration of Rom yes. and obviously Joe and Transformers, so... I was afraid you were going to say you were not a fan of Mask, and then you and I would have to... Oh, Lord, no, I loved Mask. I was say, you and I were going to have to go to blows if that was the case. <laughs> no, I loved Mask. I uh, I remember the first time that I saw Lamborghini Doors that I thought that that was a Mask car that you yes. could fly off in a Lamborghini. So I uh, I, I loved Mask. So it's I, I'm excited... Uh, the covers look great. You know, they got it. John Byrne to do some covers. Um, and I think his covers are connecting to each other. I hope so. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It looks like the old uh, Ohatmu Deluxe Edition yeah. that they're running from left to right. So yeah. uh, I hope that they... Now, the one that I'm disappointed in, because I am getting a lot of the covers just because... Here's how I view variant covers. If I was to go to a, a comic convention and get a print, I would probably pay 10 to $15 for a print. Um, I kind of view the variant comic covers the same way. I'm like, ooh, I really like that art on that cover. Yes, I'm getting the same issue, but I really like the art on the cover, and that's what I feel like I'm paying for by getting this issue multiple times. Um, but there are some where I'm just like, I'm not going to pay that much for a cover. And the one that's in DCB service, they have it priced at is at $25 per issue uh, for the variant is the art uh, Balthazar one, which is a connecting variant cover also with issues one, two, three, four, and five. I'm not going to pay $25 for that. I think I can get it cheaper someplace else. But oh, yeah. I would like to get the Art Balthazar ones because I really like his art. I think it's they're fun, uh, cartoony type stuff. Um, I really like the uh, action, the fake action figure ones. Um, I think those look great. The Guido Guidi one looks good, but I think that one was kind of expensive to get too. But it reminds me of the old '80s style covers. Um, the, yeah, I like those. Uh, looking through some of the other ones as well. Um, you know, I'm really, really excited about that Rob Liefeld rom cover. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Because you know, <laughs> Rob Liefeld's pretty awesome. And if you grew up in the '80s and don't, or grew up in the '90s and don't like feet on your characters, <laughs> I mean, and you like pouches. <laughs> you know what? Rob doesn't have one pouch, so good on you, Rob. <laughs> now I. I don't mind Rob Liefeld, but except in certain cases, there's certain things of his art where I'm like, wow, that just really looks bad. Um, there's other stuff he's done that I think looks really great. So, you know, I, I like Rob's art. Um, Rob as a, as a artist and a person is questionable at times. And, uh, he, it's it's just bad that I enjoy a yeah it's bad that I enjoy something that I just have a, a not so positive opinion about. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the words to say without right coming out and flat out 
saying a few things. Now I will say, um, like the cover for Revolution Number Two looks amazing with all the mask characters there and the Transformers standing behind them. Yes, that cover's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I am not familiar with the artist of is it Fico Osio or Fico Osio? That's a new one for me as well. But. They show a sample page of Revolution Number 1 on the next page. It says it's page uh, 166 in previews, but it says it's page 6 of Revolution Number 1. And if that is the art that's in the book, holy crap. Right. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. It is breathtakingly awesome. So Highly detailed, uh, very... The colors are awesome. The mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. So... Um, so yeah, uh, the John, like you mentioned, the John Byrne cover looks awesome. It looks like it's going to be a connect, uh, from everything I've seen, it looks like it's gonna be a connecting cover. So that's going to be sweet. Um, and then we've got mask revolution number one, which this is one thing that Chuck and I talked about. He said that he might be interested in getting mask to read once revolution is over. Um, because he assumes that they'll probably start with a new number one after revolution is over. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know, uh, but I, I would I would assume so because there's a ROM Revolution number right. one and there's a ROM number three. Right. So I would uh, at least they are. Thank you, IDW. I know that we've given you a hard time previously, but thank you for putting these in their own mini series instead yes. of making it ROM three and ROM four or right. You know, Micronauts three and four. So right. I agree. Um, I love seeing, uh, you know, Baron Karza there. It seems like from what I've seen in future solicitations for October and everything else, it seems like Baron Karza is going to be one of the big bads, um, which I think is fantastic. Um, he deserves that. Um, in case you are not, if you have not been reading Transformers all along and you've not been reading like the past GI, IDW GI Joe, uh, or Micronauts, or ROM, or something like that, and you just are afraid you might be a little lost going into Revolution, don't worry, because IDW is coming out with Revolution, the Road to Revolution, 100-page special, which is going to feature all the all the information you need to be prepared for reading re- the actual main Revolution title. It covers stuff from Transformers first appearing and G- the G.I. Joe comics. You'll you'll be all set if you pick up this additional 100-page special. Yeah, this is supposedly, they have got this, and I know you guys have talked about it briefly during the announcement, but uh, this goes back to Transformers number one. So yes. I'm very interested to see how they can uh, put it all together. Uh, I'll definitely be getting this book, one, yeah. because... Uh, some guy named Robert Atkins. I was going to say, he is, some of his He's, art's in there, yeah. Some of his art is in there. And uh, Pop Mon did the cover, so yes. uh, another another and that, artist and that, that cover, I enjoy. Yeah, and that cover looks awesome. We've also had Andrew Griffith on the show before. He has some art in there. Um, Guido Guidi, I've always loved his art. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, worth checking out, so... Uh, Karen Travis, some of her work from G.I. Joe was in there. We've had her on the show here. So um, definitely worth going. And, and it's a 100-page special for seven ninety nine, which isn't too bad. That's about the going rate for a 100-page issue. So um, it's It'll be the Reader's Digest, like you said. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you have any questions, it'll 
This is 100 pages of previously in the IDW-verse. Right, exactly. Read the last eight years of our comics in 100 pages. And if you're still not sure, like let's say you've been a Joe fan and you're disappointed that IDW got rid of the Joe universe and stuff like that, I will tell you because some of the solicitations have already come out for October online. Um, G.I. Joe will be returning. It will be part of this Revolution story. And it looks like they'll be getting their own miniseries tied to Revolution. And then I would assume after Revolution's over, you will see a new G.I. Joe story continue in their own comic again. Um, that's my speculation. I don't know that for sure. I do know for sure that they're getting their own miniseries for Revolution. So. Um, I can only hope. Yes. Uh, now, with that being said, the Transformers titles are ending. Um at least a couple of them are. Uh, the main Transformers title is ending, and I believe more than meets the eye is also going to be ending. Um, Till All or One, I think, is actually continuing. I think that's going to continue past Revolution. But, never fear, Transformers will relaunch, of course. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, no, you're shocked, right? Man. Um, <laughs> I will also say that um, Action Man, I have read the Free Comic Book Day story, uh, and I read issue number one. I actually really liked it. I uh, really enjoyed it. I think it will work really well because they kind of show how he's kind of like Britain's version of G.I. Joe, except he's only just one guy. So He's full of action, man. Yeah, he's full of action, man. <laughs> Um, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 232. I am very excited about this because the subscription variant cover is done by John Royal, and I'm a big fan of, of his stuff because it looks like uh, J. Scott Campbell. <laughs> He's a J. Scott Campbell ripoff, so I'm fine with uh, that on my cover. Plus, it's Shannon. I mean, he, Shannon's doing the regular cover, and he's do- doing the interior art, so... If you're listening to this show and you're not picking up G.I. Joe or American Hero... Um, Shannon will break your back like yeah. Bo Jackson breaks baseball bats. That's right. Um, anything else from IDW that you wanted to mention? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 62. Okay. Uh, the artist for the book is yes. a name uh, that a lot of listeners may be familiar with from the old CGS Forum days. Uh, Dave Wachter is the artist and cover artist for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 62. So I, I cannot think of a better artist to put on Turtles. He, uh, Dave's a nice guy. Met yes. him, you, that's crazy that we say years ago, but it's been... It's been years. <laughs> eight to ten years ago when he was, you know, when the CGS forums and, and all that, and he when he was getting in, and the, the thing with Dave is whenever you got a commission from Dave, you... You got more than a commission. Oh you my got God. literally a piece of art. So, um, I'm a fan of Dave. Uh, I'm a fan of his his work. Uh, his what was the train book that he did? The train mini series, his original oh, series. Yeah, uh, something like Hellbound or something. Hell, Hellbound. Yeah, uh, picked that up. So uh, even if it's one issue, uh, you've got a Kevin Eastman as a writer and Dave Wachter as an artist. So I'm. Like he, this has got to be a dream come true for him. Yeah, he's actually because he's actually the story actually starts in issue sixty one, uh, and he actually does the full story arc. From my knowledge, what he's posted on Facebook is that he's doing the full arc. Uh, awesome. And, and he might go beyond that. I don't know, um, but he's definitely doing the whole arc that's going on here. Um, 
I have a commission, and I've shown this on Facebook many times, and I know I had it on the old forums and everything else. I have a Dave Wacker commission where he did a Star Joe's character for me, which back in the day what I used to do is have uh, an artist pick a Star Wars character and pick a G.I. Joe character and blend the two together. Um, and they could pick any characters they wanted, whatever they thought would be fun to splice together. And a lot of artists had a lot of fun with that. I might go back to doing some of those again. Um, but what Dave did was he took MoMA uh, Naden, which is the Hammerhead character from Star Wars in the cantina, Yep. And uh, he took Chuckles from the G.I. Joe movie. Uh, I remember this. And blended them together. And he told me the reason he did that was because both characters in their movies had no lines. <laughs> and it was amazing because you basically had Moma Naden wearing a, a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> of Chuckles. He's holding a pistol with the shoulder holster um, like Chuckles had. And he's getting sh- – and he's – got his back against a brick wall and there's bullets being shot at that brick wall. And he also is like standing underneath a a grate and there's like sunlight coming in from the grate and like the shadows that he did on it. And there is a breathtaking, um, for such a silly concept. It's like the most awesome piece that I had that was done of like combining characters together. Um, then because he did such an awesome job there the next year and he stamps every single one of his commissions. So every year he gets a new stamp and he stamps it with that year on it. Um, so the next year I was like, I want to get another one. So I got him to do Indiana Jones circa Raiders of the Lost Ark. So he's in, it's Indiana Jones with a torch and he's holding his whip and he's going through this dark cavern where there's like skulls, uh, skeletons on the wall. And everything, amazing looking. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh, I have to send you a picture of it. Maybe I'll put okay. it up with the episode. But it is like I knew when I saw Dave's work. I'm like, I need him to draw me Indiana Jones. <laughs> I need Indy. <laughs> right. And I thought about getting a new piece from him every year after that. And it was just one of those things. I'm like, yeah, I got two from him already. I want to get some other artists now. It's understandable. But but I still have a couple ideas that I would love to get him to draw. Um, He might be a little pricey nowadays because he's actually doing awesome stuff. But um, I think that Moma Naden one I got for like 50 bucks from him. (laughs) Yeah. He's... uh... But, but it's worth it's worth every every yeah, penny. I think indie was like a hundred and some dollars, but yeah, it doesn't matter what the price is. It's he's worth every single cent. So, um, yeah, and we still ha- and then we have uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Universe number two, which looks like this one actually focuses on the turtles, which goes against what they said this series was about, which was huh. supposed to focus on the other characters, but. Oh, well. (laughs) Surprise, the turtles are back. (laughs) Nothing wrong with turtles. Uh, I wanted to mention Gem and the Holograms, number 19, because we have a new band that that is becoming a rival of Gem, and it's the Stingers. So you can't always have them going up against the Misfits, so they're bringing in a new band. Uh, I am behind in reading my Gem, but... How dare you. I know. But I still am enjoying it. I still really enjoy that title. I think it's good for anyone to read, so... Um, the uh, the last thing that I had for IDW uh, is a nonfiction fiction comic okay. on uh, page one eighty five. Okay. Uh, who who killed Kurt Govain? The story of Boda. Okay. Uh, I love. I want to say I love 
Nirvana, but Nirvana was right in my wheelhouse in junior high. You know, Kurt Cobain died when I was in junior high, so yeah, uh, he's. I've always just been enthralled by the character of Kurt Cobain and uh, the artist and just the the mind behind the madness. So even though this has uh, nothing to, I mean, it, it's. A fiction story, obviously, but it looks like uh, something that that would be very a good one-time read and put it on the shelf. So, cool. uh, who killed Kurt Cobain? The story of Boda. Nice. Uh, ready for image? Yes. Okay. So I only have a few things in image. Uh, I'll let you go ahead first if you have anything that's jumping out uh, at you. There really was nothing in Image. Um, I mean, they have all of their number ones, the new number ones that they have every month. Uh, The uh, I I have two things real quick. Uh, Ringside by Joe Keating uh, is very good. It is a pro wrestling story. Uh, Joe Keating did. Shoot, what did he do? Uh, one of the image revamp books, um, um, or the Extreme Studio revamps. Uh, okay. It wasn't Supreme. It wasn't. Uh, uh, Is it like Max or something like that? Or no, nah, I I can't remember. But he's he's an excellent writer, and I like professional wrestling, so I've enjoyed that. And then uh, pick up. Uh, Savage Dragon 218. Uh, I've read Savage Dragon since issue one. Uh, It's one of those things where now Malcolm, uh, Savage Dragon's son, is uh, is the main character. And when they're... This story, uh, even though it's 218 issues, a lot of people don't realize that this book has gone through real time. So Malcolm is no longer a kid. Uh, he is in real time 20, 21 years old now. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see that his dad's old, his dad has died, his dad came back, and now Malcolm is has taken the mantle, and he is the same age as uh, Dragon was when Dragon started the series 200 issues ago. Oh, wow. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, the only ones that stood out for me was because uh, there's yeah, like you said, there's titles that I always you know that I do get on a regular basis, so I'm not really mentioning some of those. Uh, but there was a number one that I thought was very interesting, which was called Seven to Eternity. Uh, it is uh, on page two hundred four. Uh, it is writer is Rick Remender. And the artist is Jerome Opeña, and Jerome Opeña is just freaking amazing uh, with his art. It looks like a fantasy meets, I don't know. It's just there, the cover and the idea behind it. Uh, the cover itself reminded me a little bit of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, believe it or not, from the 80s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that in there or not, but. <laughs> a little bit. Little a little bit. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it just seemed like an interesting world building type thing. It's like. And I love that when I can jump in at the ground floor of, like, this whole world is going to be unfolded in front of me. And like I said, to have it unfolded with Opeña's art, uh, I'm in. I'll I'll definitely check this out. So, Remender is hit or miss for me, I will say that. Um, his Some of his stuff has been amazing to me. 
and some of the stuff's been like, eh, it's okay. Um, but this is the team that brought us Uncanny X-Force. So that was an amazing run that they did. So I def- that was another reason to, to want to give this one a try. I uh, I agree. I I just I've been burnt by so many image number ones, and yeah. it's I I try, kind of keep them at, at arm's length yeah. now because I'm know. very picky with them. I'm picky with the like I pick the ones where the art and the story combined have me really interested. There's a lot in image number ones now where I'm like the story sounds interesting, but the art looks like crap. Uh, right. Or the art looks really good, but the story sounds stupid. Uh, like I, I'll, I've heard good reviews about it, but like Snot Girl, I had no interest in that whatsoever. The premise sounded stupid. <laughs> right. Me. I mean, not everything is a saga number one because right. you do you just get right. You know, for one, for every good one, there's eight to ten. Right. Just. But then there's ones like uh, I've I've loved I loved Cowl when that came out I loved uh, I love I hate Fairyland I love uh, Birthright and Dream Police and things like that so yeah, like Dream Police was really good yeah and so like there's ones like that where I'm like okay I'll give it a shot and this is one of those ones where I'm looking at it and going okay I I like this creative team and the cover looks really cool and so I'm like all right. And the story seems like it'll be interesting, so I'm like, I'll give this one a try. Um, So, the other thing that stood out for me, uh, I am not getting this right now, just for budget reasons, but man, I've been wanting to read this because I've heard it's just awesome and hysterical and everything else, is Grizzly Shark Volume 1 Trade Paperback is going to be coming out, uh, which is done by Ryan Otley, who does Invincible. And uh, there's been three one-shots that have come out for grizzly shark and if you don't know what grizzly shark is it's a a, i don't know how they're spliced together but it's a grizzly bear with a shark's uh, a great white shark's head on it this sounds like uh uh axe cop yeah like it said i i know nothing about it but just based off of what you just told me this sounds very yeah axe cop yeah it's completely ridiculous like you read it because it's completely ridiculous so this is like any time to me this is like the equivalent in comics of the sci-fi movies where it's like uh croctopus and stuff like you know like, where, okay you know? sharknado yeah sharknado stuff like that so um which I saw a meme that cracked me up. Someone posted on Facebook, and it says, "Anytime you think you have a bad idea uh, and don't want to say anything, remember that somewhere, someone in a meeting came up with the idea of Sharknado." <laughs> <laughs> Which I love Sharknado, but you have to admit somebody had to come up with that pitch, and then someone else had to say, "Hey, that's a good idea." <laughs> I believe the person that said, "Hey, that's a good idea." <laughs> right. Uh, the only other thing from Image I wanted to mention, just because I found it ridiculous, was going back to the coloring book, is we have the Walking Dead Rick Grimes coloring book, <laughs> which I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> take the, let's take the black and white comic book. <laughs> and, oh, gosh, I didn't even think of it that way. You're right. And make a coloring book version of it. And I'm like, I could just take the trades and color them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But okay. <laughs> I mean, that's an easy reprint. Right. <laughs> um, so, rest of the book. 
uh, before we get into Marvel and stuff like that? Uh, uh, not a lot. Um, I'm flipping through just to make sure, but I know right off the bat, uh, like to give a shout out to Action Lab uh, for and Vito Del Sante um, for Action Lab Dog of Wonder Volume One. Yes. It's the trade paperback. It collects the first three issues. Vito is a personal friend of mine. Uh, this is a great story. Uh, also, uh, depending on when this uh, episode gets released, uh, Vito has uh, The Stray Volume 2 on Kickstarter right now. It has been funded, but that is also an Action Lab title. Um, issue 1 of Volume 2 is on Kickstarter. Uh, so check that out. Also read Action Lab. It's a amazing all-ages book about uh, – it reminds me of – uh, of a Snoopy book, like you know, yeah. it's I I loved it, uh, not just because Vito wrote it, but because it's a good book, and uh, I recommend it to anybody. So pick that up. Nice, um, tied into the show uh, from American Mythology is Pink Panther Trick or Pink number one. It's a Halloween special issue, uh, and the reason I say it's tied into the show is because some of the art is actually uh, from at least the solicitation here, some of the art is actually done by Shannon Gallant, uh, including the special uh, Pink Hijinks cover uh, is done by Shannon. And I love the Hijinks covers because they remind me of the cartoon that I grew up watching, Pink Panther. Uh, It's just something wacky happening on the cover that that involves the Pink Panther. So Shannon Shannon did that particular cover. I... I love them as well. Shannon is talented, and he makes it look like he took a cell from the film, and it it is spot on identical. So I I hate to toot Shannon's horn, because but if you don't, he'll break your back, like like Bo Breakers. But no, he the his hijinks covers have been or pink, whatever they're called, have been. Uh, so good that when I, I've had to double take them and yeah. had to go, you know what are these, you know, have they taken a cell and, and, and do that. And yeah. I mean that as a compliment, Shannon. Oh, I'm not saying you're tracing. <laughs> I'm just saying these are, you did an amazing job catch, capturing the original look of, of Pink Panther. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, going into Archie comics. Uh, I had to mention this cause you know, it's another female band. It's Josie and the Pussycats. Number one. Uh, much like Archie has been doing, the Archie comics have been doing lately. They've reimagined Archie, the Archie comics. They've reimagined Jughead. They've reimagined Betty and Veronica. Now they're reimagining Josie and the Pussycats for a modern day audience. So I think that's pretty cool. I'm definitely going to give at least the first few issues a try. Uh, I would love nothing better. It's never going to happen, but I'd love nothing better than Josie and the Pussycats meets Gem. I think that is just waiting to happen. <laughs> but Hopefully we'll have a hologram Pussycat cover. Right. <laughs> but uh, but I think, I mean, I think this could be good. Like I said, I've, I've enjoyed what they've done with their other uh, reimaginings. So. Um, then from Boom, I've got uh, Skyborn, number one, which is written and illustrated by Frank Cho. And it's the legend of King Arthur is alive and well in modern day. Only one man, Skyborn, can stop the evil Merlin from destroying the world. So the sample art pages look amazing. It's Frank Cho. It's going to look amazing. So um, I, And it's a miniseries, so I'm willing to give it a try because, you know, 
five issues, and I like King Arthur stuff. So I'm I'm thinking about that one as well. I I like King Arthur. I like Beowulf. So I'm I'm hoping he'll have maybe some previews or uh, something at, at Baltimore to to kind of get a little little more a better taste of it. Yeah. Um, then we have, this one's kind of pricey, but it's right up the alley of the show. Um, Jim Henson's Labyrinth Tales hardcover. And the reason why I say it's pricey is because it's $16.99 for 48 pages. So for the price of two comics, or really the length of about two comics, uh, it's $16.99. So, but... Thank you, Jim Henson? Right. I don't know. (laughs) It's, uh... It's written and, and illustrated by an acclaimed children's book illustrator, Corey uh, Godby, and it takes readers uh, deep into the adventure where magic knows no bound. And the art looks really good, so I don't. I'm a huge Labyrinth fan, so I mean they were going to get me no matter what. But um, I, I think anything Jim Henson, they yeah. can just you know know right. that Ryan is going to buy it. Right, pretty much. <laughs> Um, we also have the, uh, I know our buddy Sam would, is, would love this. It's the official art of Big Trouble in Little China hardcover. Uh, it actually comes out in November, but they're doing the advanced solicitation now. Uh, this will be one that I will put on my Christmas wish list. Um, I love art, art concept books and everything else, and I love Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, it's not something I'm going to pre-order right now, but it'll definitely be on my Christmas wish list, so... So all you Star Joe's listeners, when he puts it on his Amazon wish list, <laughs> right. that's what he wants. Right. Um, I also wanted to mention Klaus. Uh, you know, we've said Grant Morrison's hit or miss for us. Uh, this was a hit for me. Uh, okay. Uh, I actually really liked it. It's a reimagining tale of Santa Claus. Uh, so you can call it Claus if you want, but I called it Klaus. Uh, but this is the hardcover collection. Uh, you might want to wait till the paperback comes out where it's a little cheaper. Uh, but I picked up the issues. I have not finished it yet, but I've read the first five issues or four issues of it. You've got enough into it to where you, you, you know that yeah. at this point you're, you're in. It's worth getting, yeah, for sure. Um, then also from Boom, we have Mouse Guard Legends of the Guard box set. I have all three volumes of Legend of the Guard. Uh, but if you haven't, this is definitely worth getting. Uh, David Peterson is amazing. And this these stories are done by other creators. So you have stuff done by Scotty Young and Dustin Nguyen and Becky Cloonan, Bill Willingham, Mark Buckingham. Um, did Katie Cook do one she, in that one? She did. She did. Okay. Yep. She was in the very first volume, I believe. So that, That's what I thought. Yes. So... Uh, and I've heard, uh, I know he posted it recently, that there's a chance that Mouse Guard will become a featured film. At least it's been, uh, people are looking at it for that. So that, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So uh, anything you wanted to mention? I have a couple picks uh, further back. Uh, I uh, just picked up the first issue today, so that kind of dates when we're doing this, but uh, Street Fighter Legends, Cami number three. Okay. Uh, story by Jim Zub uh, on page 464. Um, I picked up issue one today. I have yet to read it. Uh, Cami, um, 
is one of my favorite uh, Street Fighter females other than uh, Chun-Li. So I always liked how she was uh, part of the Delta team and then with Shadaloo and then she was a good guy. So, uh, Oh, you liked her in her green leotard. That's what it was. <laughs> no comment. I don't know what you're talking talking about, but uh, no, it's uh, uh, it may be good. I'm I'm making this recommendation sight unseen because, like I said, the first issue came out today. I have yet to read it, but uh, Udon normally does a very good job. They've been making Street Fighter comics now for eight to ten years, so yeah. cool. Um, then another uh, two things that I'm interested in. Um, I, it, some of the listeners may be interested, but there is a uh, uh, being a new father. Uh, I'm reading more bedtime stories than I used to. So right. on page 508 under Star Wars, there's a spotlight on everything I need to know. I learned from Star Wars, yes. the little golden book. Yes. Um, I will be picking that up for Gavin to read that to him because apparently everything he needs to know, uh, he is going to learn from Star Wars. So if you're going to teach your son, you may as well just start at the beginning. Right. And I just recently got a book called uh, The World According to Star Wars, which, uh, believe it, I have not started reading it yet, but I'm very interested in it because I started flipping through it and there's actually like topics on like feminism and like political correctness and like things like that. I'm like, wow, okay. I'm really interested to see how this author ties all of that into Star Wars. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Actually, I, I have a few books similar to that. Like there's um, there for a while in the, early 2000s they there was just a big boom in like superheroes and philosophy star wars and philosophy yes. star trek and philosophy yep. the simpsons and philosophy so like i have quite a few of those different types of philosophy books gotcha. so I, i'm interested to hear what you have to to say about that yeah because i i those types of books are are right up my alley because i love the the comparisons that they, yeah. they make to i'm the uh, same way Real, the real world. So to go one page back from where you were, uh, I don't know how big of a fan you are. You know I'm a huge fan, but if you're going to read uh, Gavin anything, uh, you can also read him the Ghostbusters classic Little Golden Book, which is the original. I didn't even see that one. Yeah, that's the original Ghostbusters story. Now they do have the new movie characters also in there, the Ghostbusters 2016 Little Golden Book, but I would recommend going with the classic one. Um, Definitely, because they will very well be classics when Gavin is right. <laughs> growing right. up. Right. Dad. Um, now, Ghostbusters. If anyone That's does, an 80s movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if anyone does want to like splurge on a Christmas gift for me, <laughs> there right. Is, there is the Star Wars art Ralph McQuarrie hardcover, which is two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Uh, I will not buy, be buying this for myself, but... You know what? You need to buy three of these. <laughs> right. Now, hear me out. You need one for the bookshelf. Right. And then you need two to take apart to then frame each page front and back and oh. have it all over the recording studio. I thought you were going to say one had to go into a prize package. <laughs> well, that, there you go. There's the fourth one. I mean, I... I, I was make to, it even grand, right? <laughs> right. And with... 
Hopefully they'll give you that 80% off at DCB service to right. give it, you know, right. four for the price of less than one. Oh, if, sure. it was, if it was 80% off, I would be buying this. <laughs> but it's not. Are you listening to DCBS? Make it 80 No, I'm kidding. This is, this is one of those. I'm surprised this isn't a TBD book or Please yeah. Inquire the Price book. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a book that I would love to have as a Star Wars fan. It's just not one I see myself ever owning. So... Um, Ralph McQuarrie's art is amazing. It's breathtaking. Unfortunately, the guy, you know, he's passed away and everything, but, uh, his artwork's amazing for, especially for Star Wars. So, um, so yeah, this would be, this is one of those like Holy Grail, like would love to own this. We'll probably never own it, but would still love to own it at some point in my life. So you'll find it in Baltimore and it'll be a hundred bucks and you go, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. If that happens, I will definitely be buying it. <laughs> um, It'll happen. They also have the star Wars complete locations, which shows like it, sh- it has some of the newer locations from uh, the force awakens in it. Um, there's also star Wars year by year visual history, which has some of the force awakens in it as well. Um, and then it, again, if you have younger readers or younger kids that you want to read to, there's the Star Wars I Am Little Golden Book Library and the Star Wars Jedi Academy Book 4, A New Class, which introduces some of the newer characters. So, um, Jumping back, a couple things I wanted to mention. One is the Atari book that John and I talked about in an uh, early episode. Uh, earlier episode, I, the hardcover I comes out. I purposely from- did not say anything because <laughs> I knew yes. that that was coming. Yes, so that hardcover is going to be uh, coming out. Uh, you can pre-order it now. It is only thirty nine ninety nine, which is and it's three hundred fifty two pages. So that's really not bad, um, and it's a hardcover edition. So well worth the money. Now, if you really want to splurge on yourself, I am not doing this, but it's there's the deluxe edition hardcover. Um, I did look to see what the deluxe edition comes with. Uh, it comes with a sturdy deluxe edition slipcase. It's designed to mimic the vintage game packaging. Uh, it is a unique leather-bound deluxe edition. Uh, so a little bit extra money there for that. Uh, you also get the Atari Vault Stream Key, which allows fans to relive the golden age of gaming with 100 of the most popular iconic games. So if you play Steam games, you can get 100 Atari games. And then you get the frameable limited edition print featuring brand new artwork by original Atari artist Cliff Spone. Now, you can get all of this for $99. I personally will be getting the one for (laughs) $39.99. It's it's nice. Now, I I I can speak from experience the... Uh, I don't want to say I got burned. I didn't get burned, but I, I bought the uh, limited edition uh, art of He-Man book from the with the Castle Gray Skull. Right. Uh, it's it's no different, and I and, and I'm not trying to be the old man, get off my lawn. But there's really not the only reason you would want to get it is if you're that invested in, and this is your thing. But it, you know, for the regular person that just wants to read it. Or, you know, get the information, stick, like you said, just stick with the, the regular edition. Yeah. yeah. Um, from Joe Books, uh, they're still doing Darkwing Duck, which I'm excited about. But I also saw 
the Sinistory Collector's Edition of DuckTales and the Sinistory uh, soft cover of Gargoyles. Now, I'm not interested in the Sinistory ones because all that really is is they take, like you were talking about earlier, they literally take cell animation from the cartoons and just put word balloons <laughs> over it. So I'm not interested in that, but what I'm hoping it means is that maybe after these Sinistory ones come out, maybe we'll get a new DuckTales comic book. And maybe a Gargoyles comic book. That I would totally be for. So, I, I would definitely be... I would love a, a new DuckTales. Or a DuckTales book. I you know yeah. I know they had little mini comics, but there's never really been a, an actual DuckTales comic. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's a new Assassin's Creed comic, comic, uh, comic that's coming out from Titan Comics. Uh, and it's called Assassin's Creed Locus. Uh, they are still continuing with their other Assassin's Creed stories, which is, there's just the Assassin's Creed, um, and then there's Assassin's Creed Templars. Uh, so both of those have been really good, so I will definitely be checking out Assassin's Creed Locus as well. Um, I'm, I was kind of surprised that you didn't mention uh, on page 466, uh, Valiant, uh, Exo Man of War number 50 is coming out. I'm excited, but I... Valiant kind of lost me uh, within the last year or so. Like, I, I I jump in and I jump out, but I'm not as gung-ho as I, as I was about it. Uh, I think it's great that Robert Venditti has written 50 issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Exo uh, was one of my favorite books, uh, but it just they. I, I'm a completist, and I know I there for a while. It I was getting a lot of. I was getting all the variant covers just because it it was just. Uh, it's kind of like what you said. I I liked having them, and then right. Uh, they started, you know, when all of their books had a one in one hundred, it was just like, man, I, I it's getting expensive, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, even it, and so I was like, well, then I'm, I'm just not going to get the variants. I'm going to get the regular ones. And then some of the stuff was good, some of the stuff just wasn't my cup of tea. And then once you don't read something for about four months, you just forget about it, and then. Then I would come back, like I read Book of Death last year, and uh, it was good, mm-hmm. and it, it got me caught up, and um, I will more than likely buy this just because it's the 50th issue and there's a million covers. And The cover I'm most interested in is the main cover, which I thought was pretty awesome looking. It's 50 artists draw Exo Man of War. So there's 50 Exo Man of Wars on the cover. I don't know if they're all actually like drawn just for this cover or if they did some Photoshop work to insert certain artists versions in there. Uh, but anyway, you look at it, it looks amazing. Yes, I I agree. A lot of this looks original. Yeah, it does. Um, I don't want to say it's original because the minute I say, Oh, all this is original. So I'm like, Oh, well the, (laughs) The Clayton Crane came from Rye Volume, so because that you know there are some very very adamant Valiant fans out there. Yeah. So, yep. Um, 
So yeah, I think that looks cool. I'm still getting a lot of the Valiants in hardcover, the deluxe hardcover collections. Um, so I don't get the issues, but I do like the hardcover uh, deluxe editions. So gotcha. Um, in uh, the books area, there is a book that I'm interested in. It's the uh, soft cover edition of Black Widow called Forever Red, which tells the story of this character called Red Widow, and uh, she actually appeared as a backup story in the Mockingbird uh, one-shot that they did a while back that got me really interested in the Mockingbird character. Okay. Uh, I thought the Red Widow character was really cool and interesting, and this book I found out was the first appearance of her, and it tells her origin and everything else and how she's connected with Black Widow. So I was like, all right, I'll 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 get this uh you know, paperback book and check it out. So um, I'm hoping it's a character that we will see actually more of in the comic series because she does have a kind of a cool design and everything else. And it seems like she's got a similar past to Black Widow, but still different. So, um, and then let's see, I had a couple things in the toys area. One is the Muppet Select Action Figure Series 3 which has the Menomina guy in it. Um, and it has Miss Piggy coming with, uh, was it Fufu? Her little dog, yes. little dog Fufu. Yep. So these kind of look like recreations of the Palisades figures, to be honest, uh, except there are some characters that we never got in the Palisades line, like the Menomina, and we never got Fufu. I'm not really looking to get these sets. I would like some of some of the characters in there, so it might be something that I look for that maybe someone opens and sells on eBay, you know, splits up all the characters and tries to sell them individually on eBay. I might try to get some of the ones that I want that way. So, but if you never got the Palisades figures, they look, these look really good. So, um, and then last but not least that I wanted to mention out of the main previews book was, uh, on page 575, there's a couple things. Uh, there's the Mega Man Buster Gun Electronic Replica. <laughs> I saw that uh, today, and so, it is awesome. Yeah, so if you want to uh, cosplay as Mega Man, you need this. <laughs> and the helmet. Yes, yes. Uh, and then the other thing on the same page that I am interested in getting is, because uh, this is right out of the 80s, um, you have Masters of the Universe, uh, they call them Motusels figures. It's basically the muscle figures, those pink little figurines that didn't move or anything like that. They were just the rubbery figures. But these are done like Masters of the Universe characters. They are they are awesome. I They were originally San Diego exclusives last year. Yep. Um, and they have just been recently released. Um, I picked them up. And opened them, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. And yes. I let Gavin chew on one, too. So, <laughs> Yes, our buddy Sam, uh, who's awesome. He, uh, he Straight is, edge He-Man. Yeah, he is a mint-on-card uh, collector. So Unpunched mint-on-card yes. collector. Yes. Yeah. So, so it pains him, I'm sure, to hear that you opened those figures. But I will be opening mine also. So, you know. And... My last two picks from the toy section uh, on page 553, mm-hmm. uh, the 
a newest Legacy Zord from Power Rangers is the Ninja Megazord from the movie. Uh, I'm glad this is coming out because this is the last Legacy Megazord that I have to buy. Because anything <laughs> after this, uh, I'm not too interested in for a while. Okay. So, um, I've got all the Legacy Zords from Megazord, Dragonzord, Titanos, Thunderzord, Falconzord, and now the Ninja Megazord. So I can uh, I can stop buying Legacy Zords and praise the Zord for that because uh, they're awesome. They're they're die cast and plastic, and they're they're updated molds, and uh, I love them. But I'm extremely happy that I'm not going to have to buy any more past November. Okay. And then uh, my last pick in the toys and in the main previews is on page 615. Uh, the last two SH figure arts uh, turtles, Michelangelo yes. and Raphael. Yes. Um, I have SH figure arts are amazing figures. Yes, they're $60. Uh, yeah. Yes, they're small. They're six to eight inches. Um I have all the the Power Rangers. I have a, an Ultraman. Uh, I'm getting a couple of the Common Rider ones, and uh, I have also pre-ordered uh, Leo and Donnie. So nice. Uh, these are the comic versions, and they look amazing. They have great posability, and I, you know, it's. They got me. <laughs> yeah. Well, these look like the cartoon versions, right? Yeah, did I say cartoon? You said comic, so that's why I wanted Sorry, to Sorry, cartoon. I yeah. meant cartoon. They look like the 80s cartoon version, so yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I will have a... Um, I, I will agree with Chuck on this. I never was one to really cross the streams of my toys, but I will definitely have a Power Rangers versus uh, the cartoon Ninja Turtles with some legacy <laughs> Zords in the background. It's going to be amazing. That's awesome. All right, so ready to jump into Marvel, uh, and uh, and then we'll call it a night. Yeah, they're just revamping everything with the number one. Good night, <laughs> folks. Uh, well, in the main Marvel previews, uh, the only thing Civil War, everything's Civil War, <laughs> number one. Yeah. But the only thing that jumped out Civil War for me, uh, and I'm reading a lot of the Civil War stuff, and I'm enjoying it. Um, but it's the all-new, all-different Avengers number 14 because it's a spotlight on the all-new Wasp, which, um, again, spoiler warning out there for anyone that hasn't been reading it and uh, doesn't know about the new Wasp character. Um, she is uh, Hank Pym's daughter uh, from his first marriage. So not when he was married to Janet Van Dyne. Uh, so... I find that kind of interesting, and this is going to be a spotlight on her, so I guess we're going to kind of get a little bit more of her backstory and everything, of how she decided to become the, the new Wasp. So that would be... Uh, I, did, I stopped after a couple issues of Ant-Man. Uh, I may pick that up just to yeah. uh, just to see where it goes. Yeah, this will, well this was in um this was in all new all different X-Men or now the X-Men all new all different uh Avengers and Uncanny Avengers is kind of it was one of those titles where she first appears and then this is in all new all different Avengers is where she Okay. Appears, so uh not in the Ant-Man title. Um 
another title I wanted to mention is, and we're going to kind of mention it again later, um, is Nova number 11. I can't tell from the solicitation if this is the last issue of with Sam Alexander. Um, it may be. It might be. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. But um, I really enjoyed the Nova series with Sam Alexander. Uh, I love, you know, the art and everything. Uh, this And the storyline, I think it's been great. It's just a fun read. So, so we'll see. Um, but it does say, is it time to hang up the helmet? I, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, next issue no I'm kidding right um, and then this one stood out to me uh, just because it's some old issues that I think are interesting the Captain America Serpents Unite number one it's a reprint of like Captain America 163 310 when he really was an agent of Hydra right okay. <laughs> um, issues 310 313 and 315 I've always liked the Serpent Society and this is kind of like their early day stories um, I'm debating on getting this versus maybe getting just a trade because I know there's been some good trades out there with the Serpent Society, so I might just do that. But but if you don't want just like something that has like four issues in it and you like want to see if you'd be interested in the Serpent Society, then it's worth checking out. Yeah, I've got just a couple sure. picks out of the regular Marvel. Um, Go for it. Uh, I'm reading the Spider-Man titles. Like I said, Marvel. There's really not a lot. The reason I enjoy Marvel is to find out what else they've thrown in. Uh, an omnibus or their epic collections. I love uh, their epic collections. Because their, their monthly books are, you know, that's till we get to the next book. Right. Um, my, my, my two picks, uh, Deadpool Annual Number 1, uh, Deadpool and his Insufferable, pal, insufferable Pals is a... Uh, Obviously, a spoof of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Sure. So that that has my interest. I, I want to see uh, what the uh, insufferable insufferable pals have to say. And then something that piqued my interest. I don't know why it did. <laughs> uh, there's not a. Uh, it's page seventy-eight. It's not numbered, but there is a page seventy-seven. But the uh, Marvel superhero. Uh, Ultimate Superhero Manual. Oh yeah, I I don't know why <laughs> that looks fun, but it you know it's something different and right. uh, it could be awesome, it could be horrible. But yeah. uh, I'm judging a book by the cover on this one. Yeah, I recently got the. Uh, there was like a. It kind of reminds me of this a little bit, but I recently got the um, one of the Marvel Index books on Ghost Rider. And I thought that was really cool because it gives you literally every issue that Ghost Rider appeared in, uh, whether it be John Blaze or Danny Ketch and and some of the newer ones, um, and gives you a synopsis of what happens in every single issue. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Those were awesome. I have uh, the Amazing Spider-Man one. It yeah. was one of the first Christmas presents that Brittany had got me. And yeah. uh, I... It's... Uh, Whenever I you don't want to wiki something, I, right. I go to that, and I, I think it's great. Yeah, I want to get more of them. Now, I, I tried the Ghost Rider one since I'm doing the, the show with it with about Ghost Rider, so I was like, well, this would be a good ref, reference to get. Now that I've seen what it's like, I'm like, yeah, I want to get some of the other ones now too. So, And, and now that they've been out for a while, they're 
they're fairly cheap. Yeah, they're in the, they're in the cheapy bins at, yep. at cons. Yep. Um, Doctor Strange number twelve. I wanted to mention because it's a new story arc. It's called Blood in the Ether. Um, it's basically Doctor Strange having to deal with the fact that magic has been really messed up uh, from the previous story arc. Uh, he has to build himself back up again. Uh, Jason Aaron has been writing awesomely, and Chris Bocciolo has been – he was created to draw Doctor Strange. <laughs> like, yes, he was. His, his, his art just works so well for this title. And then there's also the Doctor Strange annual number one, which brings Clea back. Uh, to the Doctor Strange world, so I'm interested, and she's been gone for a while, so I'm really interested in that. Just in time for the movie. Yeah, you'd almost <laughs> think there was a movie going on with some of the trades that are out there for Doctor Strange too. So, eh, I <laughs> nah, I just he's always been like the staple of the Marvel universe. You right, know? right. Um, next to your pick of Deadpool annual number one is Deadpool number nineteen which has Deadpool of 2099. I was always, I've always been a fan. It's like one of my guilty pleasures of the 2099 universe. I have everything that there was that was made. And I've been picking up the Deadpool issues that have been the Deadpool 2099. It's not, it's so shockingly, it's not a linear story. <laughs> nah, <Nuh-uh. laughs> it's like every two or three issues they decide decide to go back and revisit the Deadpool of 2099. So I read the first story, which was really good. It was pretty self-contained. It had a really cool reveal in it, and then they skipped a few issues and just told their regular Deadpool story. And then they came out with another issue that had Deadpool 2099, and I picked up that issue, and that was good. Uh, and pretty self-contained. <laughs> and then they did a few more issues of Deadpool, and now they're coming out with issue number 19, which is going to be Deadpool 2099 again. <laughs> so I feel like at some point there's going to be a trade that just collects spor- those sporadic issues that they did. So um. Now, I haven't read... I love the 2099 stuff. Is this... Because uh, um, I know in Exiles there was a Deadpool from 2099. Is it... Loosely based off of that, or is it just kind of... No, this is like a whole new character. So, okay. Um, yeah, and it's it's done really well. It's still in that universe. It's still in the 2099 universe. but it, it And it's interesting to find out what happened to Wade Wilson. So, okay. um, yeah, I liked it. So, um, Of course, I have to mention the Star Wars titles. We got Star Wars The Force Awakens, adaptation number four of six. I read the first issue... It's like the Cliff Notes version of the movie. <laughs> I did too. Um, I am personally just going to wait for the trade yeah. on this one because reading it all, I mean, we've obviously seen the movie. Right. And I was hoping I, there was going to be maybe a few other additional things that weren't in the movie, but there really wasn't. And they kind of skipped some things that I thought maybe they shouldn't have skipped. <laughs> but um, Yeah, it's... Uh, I... I got the first issue because yeah. I'm a sucker for uh, movie adaptations. But after reading it, I said, you know, there'll be a trade of this. Yeah. There'll be a hardcover of this. Oh, yeah. There'll be an oversized hardcover. There yep. might even be an omnibus. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll wait. Um, now, outside of that, though, there uh, the Star Wars Podameron comic series has been awesome uh, as the has the Star Wars uh, main Star Wars title we've got with Jason Aaron 
uh, Star Wars number 23, and then the Han Solo. I've only read first issue of Han Solo, but I loved it. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. So uh, this is showing the Han Solo as being a miniseries, which I thought initially it was going to be an ongoing. Um, but this is showing number four of five, so maybe it was only meant to be a miniseries. I'm not sure. Or they just decided to make it a miniseries and say, we said it was a miniseries <laughs> the whole time. Right, which Marvel has done many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking, going back to Doctor Strange being uh, a movie, you can also color your own Doctor Strange uh, with a book that's coming out, which I can only imagine would be extremely trippy to, to color in. So, As long as there's some Steve Ditko art, I may get it. I believe there is, actually. Let me go back to it real, real quick. Uh, there is Steve, penciled by Steve Ditko, Frank Bruner, Chris Bocciolo, and more. So it's a nice wide variety. Um, there's also some a uh, couple Star Wars trade-type things. Uh, one is Star Wars Legends, uh, which is the Dark Horse reprintings. And this is for Legacy. Uh, it's Volume 1 of Legacy. Uh, which I loved the Legacy Dark Horse uh, Star Wars title. I thought that was great. It, it's a future story that took place, like I want to say, like 100 years after A New Hope or something like that. It's like the grandson of the Skywalkers uh, is is the main character in it. So his name's Cade Skywalker. Okay. Um, he might even be the great-grandson of like Luke or something. Um, and then there's, of course, color your own Star Wars. Because <laughs> why, why not? Um, so you know I'm getting that. So, Well, yeah, you get to color your own Star Wars. I hope there's a Jabba picture. <laughs> and then uh, there's Black Panther Epic Collection, uh, which is Panther's Rage, which was done by Don McGregor, which I've heard is uh awesome Black Panther story. So... Uh, definitely check that out if you like the character from Civil War. And then last in the, or actually two things in the uh, main Marvel. One is uh, <laughs> if you want to tempt the gods and everything, you could get Son of Satan, classic trade paperback, which is the early stories of Damien Hellstrom, who becomes known as Hellstorm. He's the son of the devil. Uh, he's the son of Satan, but he's a good guy. So... Um, the reason I mention that is I'm actually interested in reading the, these early stories. I've read the, was it Garth Ennis that wrote Hellstorm in the 90s? I think so. Yeah, and I really liked that. That was really good. And Hellstorm eventually became part of the Midnight Suns, which I just covered recently. And speaking of the Midnight Suns, I did not even, I am dead serious, I did not know this trade was coming out. Um, when I decided to do the Midnight Suns, I seriously had been thinking about doing the Midnight Suns as a episode on this show for over a year. And I finally decided I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And then sure enough, in the next, in this month's previews is Spirits of Vengeance, Rise, Vengeance, Rise of the Midnight Suns trade paperback. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. So... If you're interested in following along with me and you don't have the issues, <laughs> pick up this epic collection. Yes, pick up this trade, which has Ghost Rider number 28 and 31. Uh, it has Ghost Rider and Blaze, Spirits of Vengeance 1 through 6, 
Morbius the Living Vampire, number one, Darkhold, Pages from the Book of Sins, number one, Night Stalkers, number one, and Web of Spider-Man, number 95 through 96, plus some material from Midnight Suns Unlimited, number one. I don't remember what Web of Spider-Man number five, 95 and 96 are and how they tie into the Rise of the Midnight Suns. Um, I will look. I have them. Okay. I don't know. Because when you said that, I'm thinking, what was that? Yeah. I don't... Uh, it was... Uh, let me look at the images. Spirits of Venom. Oh, okay. The Spirits of Venom crossover. Gotcha. Okay. So... I I remember that, but I remember it more in those other books instead of Web of Spider-Man. Yeah. Because and you're going to need those issues because you have issues uh, one through six of Spirits of Vengeance and the Spirit of Ven- Spirits of Venom were in those first six issues. So yes. Um. So I'm actually interested in getting this trade because it's a lot easier for me to pull the trade off the bookshelf and re- to reread some of this stuff than it is for me to pull the issues out. So, um, so yeah, but like I said, if you want to follow along with me as I go down the midnight sun's path, that's a trade worth getting. So, all right. So the Marvel now previews, um, I don't want to go over everything unless you want to, but <laughs> no, just tell me what jumped out at you. Anything like, um, the, it was very odd, and this I and I'll, I'll say this I don't want to to bring it down, but like right when you open up the previews, mm-hmm. uh, the nation is pretty divided right now on a lot of things. Because yeah. I know we don't like to talk about politics and religion, and but when you open it up and it says "divided we stand." That was just very odd for me right off the bat. So, yeah. uh, so but to lighten the mood, uh, I'm interested in a few of the things. Uh, Great Lakes Avengers, uh, I'm interested in. I'm. I had a like, feeling you might. <laughs> and just I, and just let to let people know what this even is. There was a Marvel Now previews that came out, which basically gave a bunch of t- new titles that were coming out, and also showed existing titles that were going to continue. Um, but they really don't give us a whole lot of information about these titles other than the name of the title, a little one line type thing, and maybe the creative team in some cases, in a lot of the cases. So um, that's all we have. To, and the cover image, that's all we have to work. Right. So. Essentially Marvel is doing annual seasons. Like that's a, that's really what I'm getting from this almost is, Every year, there's going to be not really a a re, not a revamp or a, a restart, but you know, hey, here's season three of Spider-Man. Here's yeah. season four of you know Avengers, and it, yeah. it's going to be twelve to twenty-four issue arcs, depending on if it's weekly or biweekly. Yeah, I will say I'm interested. In, I wasn't thinking I would be interested, but I, I'm very interested in Champions number one, which. Uh, and the reason why is it has a lot of characters I like. It has Miss Mar- the new Miss Marvel. It has uh, Sam Alexander as Nova. It has Cyclops, which is the younger Cyclops from the past that Beast pulled into the current uh, time period. Although they are 
Humberto Ramos is actually drawing him a lot younger than he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have Miles Morales as Spider-Man. So uh, those ones I'm interested in. I don't really care about the totally awesome Hulk, uh, which is, uh, isn't it like... I, Alex- is, that, is, that, is that totally awesome Hulk or is that Changeling? No, that's totally awesome Hulk. Okay. Um, and then, because uh, that's supposed to be, uh, I can't remember what the character's name is, is it Amadeus uh, Cho? Amadeus Cho, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have, like, Vision's daughter from the Vision series that was done by Tom King. Um, so, I'm interested. Your thoughts on Mark Wade essentially writing all the Avengers books? I am okay with that, because I love Mark Wade. so... I figured. <laughs> he, I would ask. He could write all of, all of Marvel's <laughs> books for all I care. <laughs> Um, I do like Humberto Ramos's art. I know he's hit or miss for some people. Uh, I I like his work. So, but yeah, I'm Mark Wade can write everything. I don't care. Um, so with that being said, I'm obviously interested in Avengers number one, which is going to be Kang War one, and it's written by Mark Wade uh, with Mike Del Mundo as the artist. So um, that would be, be interesting. Yeah, I. Uh little further in uh none of the avengers stuff really so yeah okay yeah like uh, i'm i'm not interested in usa avengers uh, or uh-uh. west avengers like i know there's the unstoppable wasp that we talked about yeah. uh, but i'm very interested in kingpin number 1 okay so you know i've i've always liked the kingpin uh i'm one of the few that I know he's a daredevil villain, but to me, he's still a Spider-Man villain. A yeah. daredevil stole him yeah. <laughs> and didn't give him back. <laughs> but uh, I'm interested to see uh, the Kingpins rise again. Yeah. And, and, and they're see. doing a lot of villain books. So, which is interesting because like Bullseye's is getting a, his own book too. So um, it's like, there's a uh, daredevil show on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, to skip a little bit before, or to go back before that even, uh, I am interested in Hawkeye number one because it seems like it's Kate Bishop as Hawkeye, uh, at least from the cover image, uh, and that's a character I've always liked, so I'll be checking that out. Um, uh, some of the other titles are continuing. Uh, it cracks me up that it's going to be a Jessica Jones number one. I'm not going to pick that up, but it cracks me up just because obviously there's the Netflix series. Um, I do find it interesting that they're doing another Doctor Strange title because they're going to continue Doctor Strange with which looks like he's going to go up against a lot of his villains like Nightmare and Dormammu and uh, Baron uh, Baron Mordo, yeah, Baron yeah. Mordo. Um, so that'll be interesting. But then there's going to be another title called Doctor Strange Sorcerers Supreme. Uh, which seems like it's different Sorcerer Supremes from different time periods. Possibly. So that's interesting. Uh, Jason Aaron's Mighty Thor I've been really enjoying, and now it looks like we're going to get another book from Jason Aaron that's the Unworthy Thor, which looks like it's the the male Thor that we know. Now, it, is it the male Thor, or is it the ultimate Thor? Because look at Mjolnir. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not... That's not... Uh, That's the ultimate Mjolnir, yeah. Yeah, so... But it, it says ultimate redemption, so is it our Thor finding the hammer from the ultimate universe? Ooh. 
That's what I'm. No, I'm half intrigued. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. And you're you have Jason Aaron writing it and Olivier Coipel art. I'm in. So, um, well, yeah, that, that'd be interesting because I mean it's Mjolnir, but it's not the Mjolnir, so he right. could have the powers but not be yep not be worthy. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you been reading uh, Unbelievable Gwenpool at all? No, I I did not jump on the the Gwenpool I uh, did, bandwagon. I did only because I was like, I want to see what this is, and it's actually pretty interesting. It's basically this character. She reads comics, and she's like, is, she does what all of us think was just. If I was in the comic world, this is what I would do. Well, then she finds herself in the comic world, and she does not have any powers, and she basically has. She has to work her way out of really bad situations that she finds herself in. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So it's it's a it's a humorous one to read. So, um, now have you seen Mosaic, the new character that they're making? I have not. Okay. Now, have you heard the story? Um, I just found this out today um, about Mosaic number one. Uh, it's it's a new character that uh, I don't know much about his powers. Um, it's kind of I don't know. I don't even want to say it because if I'm wrong, I just don't want to to be wrong. Mm-hmm. But the uh, mosaic number one will be available only at Barnes and Noble, from what my LCS told me today. Oh wow! Okay. So it is something to. It's a Barnes and Noble exclusive. Um, that is only available there. So the new character in Marvel, uh, if what I was told is correct, you will not be able to get that in your comic store. You'll have to go to Barnes & Noble. Interesting. Which means that he'll eventually be a character that no one reads and cares about <laughs> and will disappear into obscurity. Um. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Because uh, I'm sorry, I'm not driving driving to Barnes and Noble to pick up a book about a new character that I don't really know or care about. Um, now, if you told me it was going to be Spider Man, I'd be like, all right, I'll make the trip. <laughs> um, but he's new, I, and it's all. I, no, I get you. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'll probably pick one up just because there's one within 10 minutes of my work. Yeah. So I can hit one on a lunch break. And I think for me, just, it's like a half hour drive. So that's not going to happen. So yeah, we've still, we've still got, uh, we actually have two now that I think about it, two around us. So, yeah. Um, that's the other thing. There's not a lot of them left. So, um, at least I am here. sell them on eBay. Yeah. They're, this is your million dollar comic boys and girls. Right. Um, then we see Death of X number one, which I have heard that there's going to be some other X-Men titles coming out. Because when I saw this, I was like, holy crap, are they just finally just saying, okay, screw it, we're getting rid of all the X-Men. Um, but I have heard there's going to be some, there's going to be some X-Men titles coming out in, in uh, October. So uh, they're not killing off all the X-Men, but I am curious what Death of X means uh, for Marvel. Um, can't be good. No. <laughs> um, the uh, I'm. It's a couple pages after that. I my uh, last pick out of this uh, that I really want to read would be 
uh, obviously the clone conspiracy. Yeah, I figured uh, it would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, Ryan knows I uh, I am I am a clone saga kid. Uh, my the clone saga is what got me into not collecting. That was the McFarlane Spider Man, but the clone saga was the title that got me into just buying more than adjectiveless Spider-Man every month. I had to know what was going on. So, uh, as bad as that story is, I love it. It's, uh, it's horribly good. Um, and <laughs> I enjoy it too. I do. So. I, I love it. I've, you know, it's, you know, it went off the rails and then it came back on the rails and then it really went off the rails, but it's a, a tried and true story. Um, I love it. Uh, apparently, uh, the clone is back, or uh, that's even possibly Jackal from from what I've heard. Um, so, uh, anything with clones, Send it I'm in. Clones. <laughs> yeah, just more clones. So I'm um, ready. A uh, few titles I know our buddy Sam will be interested in, and I, I know I'll be interested in because I like the characters. Uh, if you're a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy characters, I did hear the Guardians of the Galaxy title itself is ending, but you're going to get some new number ones. You're going to get Gamora number one, and she's supposed to be the deadliest woman in the galaxy, so we'll actually see that, hopefully. Um, and the art that you see there is the cover art, but it's also the interior type of art, so it looks really good. Uh as far as I'm concerned. Um, then we're going to get Star-Lord number one, which is going to be done by Chip Zdarsky. At least the, he's the writer. Um, and Chip Zdarsky is good for some comedy, and Star-Lord definitely should have some comedy, especially the, the movie version of him. Uh, then we have Rocket Raccoon number one is going to be starting with... Uh, it's going to be written by Matthew Rosenberg. Um, and then a title near and dear to my heart, uh, my favorite villain in Marvel, which is uh, Thanos, is getting his own title. Uh, and it's going to be written by Jeff Lemire, who I love as a writer, and it's going to be drawn by Mike Diodato, and I love Mike Diodato's art. So, I'm definitely in for that one. I will be trying out the clone conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> so Well, yeah. I'll be it's trying. the clone. Right. Um, Hopefully Ben comes back. <laughs> we could only hope. I might try Prowler, number one, because it's a character I've don't know a lot about, but I've seen pop up here and there in Spider-Man. So um. he was a Spider-Man. He came out, and I mean, not bad. Yeah, not great. I liked how so. they've been using him in the current Spider-Man title. So um, he's kind of like been the guy that shows up when Peter needs to show up as Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Yes. So, um, and he's been kind of a consultant of sorts and everything else too. It's like his security person. So, um, and then I I forgot, uh, cause I, it's, we've been recording for a little bit, but I hated to interrupt, but Mike Costa of Joe fame is writing Venom. Yes, he is. And, uh, so I will, we know our buddy, uh, Nick will definitely be picking that up cause he is a huge Venom fan. So, yes. Um, Spider-Man 2099, number 21 shows a, it's, just as Family Feud, and the reason I'm in, really interested in that, I've been reading Spider-Man 2099, but we have, it looks like Miguel O'Hara in his more current day costume, but then there is somebody else dressed like the classic Spider-Man 2099 standing behind them, so that has me intrigued. 
Yes. And uh, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows is coming back. Yeah. So, um, which was a Secret Wars miniseries, a Secret Wars tie-in miniseries, which was really good. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm... I, I don't know what to think. I mean, I know it's written by uh, Jerry Conway, Jerry Conway of the of, of Spider-Man fame, of Firestorm fame, uh, drawn by Ryan Stegman, who's really good. So, so I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm sad that I forgot that that was two pages back, but it yeah. it happens. Yeah. Um, then the other two titles that I'm somewhat interested in because they were characters I know very little about and I never really read a whole lot about slapstick number one, which to my knowledge, he's like a cartoon character come to life in the Marvel universe. So he follows all the rules of a cartoon character. (laughs) The only thing I know about slapstick was on the back of his Marvel universe card a long time ago. Yeah, that's all I really know either. I know he had his own series for a while. Yeah, um, I remember when I pulled his card, I went, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. So that, that's the, the only thing I know about him. I am very interested in Solo, number one, uh, because, and this is not Han Solo. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is a, um, a Spider-Man ally of sorts at times. Um, but he, to my knowledge, what he's able to do is he, he has the ability to teleport. I don't think it's a natural ability. I think it's like a device he has that lets him do it. Or I could be wrong. It might be a natural ability. I think it w- it was a device. Whether or not it is still a device, right. we'll we'll see. Yeah, um, but he's kind of like take the Punisher with some teleporting abilities in some respects, I guess. Um, I would say if you since you like GI Joe, you might want to check out Solo because <laughs> yeah, he's it, a he's a military type guy. So I it, you, that was a good comparison. I I always compared him to a. Uh, Spider-Man's cable, but just not so big. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to mention was the 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 last, like the back cover image, uh, which is, it's not the actual back cover image, but it's like the inside back cover image, um, which we see Nova's helmet, yes. and it looks like Richard Ryder's Nova helmet. And it, it just does. And it just says, coming soon. It's an empty helmet. And it just says coming soon. I can only assume that this means that Richard Ryder somehow is is coming back because uh, we never saw him die. We assumed he died. We never saw him die. Well, that's one of the original like comic laws. If it happened off panel, it didn't happen. Right. So. And Star Lord in the uh, I think it was in the original Sin storyline for with Guardians of the Galaxy. They show Star Lord revealed. What happened because it was like Star Lord. I think it was yeah, it was Star Lord and Richard Ryder back to back holding Thanos at bay. Am I remembering that right? I I think so. I okay. don't remember. I'm almost positive it was yeah, it had to be Star Lord. So Star Lord and Richard Ryder holding Thanos at bay, and basically Star Lord is sent back into and they're in like some cancer universe and. Uh, the wormhole is closing and star Lord's able to escape. Um, because Richard Ryder tells him like, look, here's what basically what happens is they get trapped in there and they can't die because that's how the cancer universe works. So they keep fighting Thanos. They keep fighting Thanos. 
and they can't die. They finally figure out a way to get out of the universe, but only one of them can get out, and Richard Rider forces Star-Lord to get out. Um, so Richard Rider, last time we saw, is still in the Cancer universe, still was still fighting Thanos, but obviously Thanos got out. Um, so all that we know is Richard Rider was left in the Cancer universe and possibly dead. So I'm very excited because I want to see Richard Rider come back. I love Sam Alexander, absolutely love him, but I want Richard Rider back. So I, I mean, it's it's definitely possible from this teaser image. Yeah. And so I, I would or, be excited to see him come back as well. Or they're just messing with us like they do sometimes and someone else is going to pick up the helmet. <laughs> or they'll just say, it's space. There's no gravity in space. He died. His helmet's been floating for months. Right. Years, uh, actually. Right. <laughs> but my guess is that we're going to get a new Nova title again, and then it'll be Richard Ryder as Nova. But we're still going to have Sam Alexander because he's in the Champions book. So... Um, so for me, I'm getting the best of both worlds if Richard Ryder comes back. Very true. So, all right. Well, I think we more than shot our load. Um, this was a, a longer episode than I expected, but there was a lot of awesome things to talk about. So, yes, um, I I agree. I've had uh, had a good time, and we I feel like we covered all of the. Uh, the good parts of, uh, of previews. Awesome. Well, uh, how can they find you, Travis? I am on Facebook, uh, Travis Fowler. I'm on Twitter, uh, T Fowler one. Uh, I've been on hiatus, uh, from a podcast that I do, uh, mainstream geek, uh, where Jason and Brandon and I talk about anything geeky really. So, uh, that's on mainstreamgeek.com. Uh, I will be at Baltimore, uh, my second time my being in Baltimore, so I'm excited for that. So if you're there, come up, say hi. Uh, I'll be hanging around with the guys. Uh, and that's, uh, that's about it. Okay. Well, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us at uh, on Facebook. We have a fan page and a group page. The group page has been growing every single week, and we have so many people contributing to it all the time, which is awesome. Uh, the fan page, you can just like it on uh, Facebook. The group page, you do need to request to, to join, but the second I see the, your request, I will approve it, and uh, you can be pump, become part of the community. Um Let's see, you can also find us on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. You can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com, and we will read your emails on the air and respond to them. You can also leave us a voicemail. Uh, it's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. Uh, we also have merchandise available if you go to starjoes.com, where you can find all of our episodes and play them or download them. There is also a link on the right-hand side where you can buy T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, all that fun stuff with the Star Joe's logo on it. Uh, like I said, in September, the uh, YouTube channel will start, so that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to starting that. And uh, you can also find us on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices. You can also find us on the Podbean uh, app, which is also free, and you can make Star Joe's one of your favorites on there. So lots of ways to find us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Please leave us an iTunes review if you haven't done so already, and we will read those on the air. 
Uh, I believe that is everything, but as John has always said, if I forgot something, we'll mention it next time. Uh, but with that, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. <laughs>